Hello everybody, Paul Jancarella here from Speaking to Empower, and I'm here to give you, I guess give you, or provide you, another podcast episode from Marketing Motivations, and today's a big one, because we have a couple from the weekend, Monday being a holiday in the States, which was, what was it? It was Independence Day, yes. And then today's. So we'll, uh, we'll get right to things. Okay, so it, the question is, it's not how smart you are. It's how are you smart? Hopefully you follow me there. It's not how smart you are, it's how are you smart. Everybody's smart, it's just a matter of what they're smart in. And that's where we have to be careful um, at times in painting us in a negative um, situation. Let people know how you are smart. We'll leave it at that. Happiness, love. And many emotions feel small when we contain them, but become very large when we let them go. You know, sometimes when we share our emotions, they're bigger than they feel. And we tend to treat people different if this is the last time we'll see them. You know, think about that. And that can be both in a negative or positive connotation. You know, hugs and kisses could be um, done for loved ones or whomever. But someone you may uh, have a difficult time liking, (laughs) you might treat them a little bit different on the last time that you'll see them. You know, and and the reason I, I listed that is if we treat everybody with, I don't want to say love because that's a strong word, but adequacy, kindness, you know, um, Kindness, I think, is a good word. That would help. It really would. It would help across the board with people we disagree with, political lines, religious beliefs, social beliefs, whatever have you. If you treat them with kindness, you really can't go wrong, no matter how irritated or frustrated you may be with them. It's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not. I've read that quote a number of times in the past six months, and I I truly don't know who it's attributed to. You know, it gets attributed to different people. That's like a lot of quotes. But it's not who you are that holds you back. It's, It's who you think you're not. I know there's no way I could do that. Nope, no way I could do that. I'm not that type of person. 
no, I, mm -mm, not doing it. I'm not entrepreneurial. You know, those types of responses in our head is what keeps us back. Um, told my kids the other day, well, I think it was one child who's 18. I said, hey, buddy, no problem. I said, listen, you make your choices. And then your choices make you. So you want to be a banana and, and re-hurt your surg surgery-inflicted left knee by doing backflips off a, a granite cliff into salt water, then you pay the consequences. Your choice will make you. Didn't really want to hear it, but maybe... Maybe the seed was at least planted. I don't know. Sometimes I can't even plant the seeds with my kids. Um, what direction do you want to go in life? That's a, a, a great, great question. And I think a lot of us can't really answer that descriptively. But see if you can. Matthew Kelly said that God delights in spending time with us. He really does. Why don't we return the favor? You know why? Because it's boring, uh, it's lifeless, and there's nobody talking back to me. That's kind of a common response <laughs> I've candidly received from some folks. Uh, but once you start to feel it and start to enjoy it, and it starts to resonate with you that, geez, wait a minute, you know, this conversation I'm having with God, even though no words were, were spoken, there were feelings exchanged. And now I'm seeing particular signs popping up here and there. It's just worth spending five minutes a day. Five. It can be the longest five minutes of your life. Yes. But once you get into a routine of it and it starts working, it goes by like a second. Now, to be candid with you all, the five minutes I spend, and I'm trying to be locked in here, it, it doesn't go by like a second. You know what I mean? It goes by like five minutes. <laughs> but there are some days when it goes by, say, like two minutes. Depends on how in-depth I get in the conversation with God. Um, happiness comes more from what we do have. In other words, what we do have than what we want to have. And I can buy that. I, I think happiness comes more from gratitude of, of what we have as opposed to what we don't have you know, or what we want to have. Although, I don't see, I don't know if there's anything at this point that I'd really like to have. Um, you know, a seasonal house somewhere in, in, in the States? Uh, yeah, I guess, but it's not like a, it's not passion-driven. Um, I would probably say a, a 
you know, an increased relationship with my wife, you know? How good can it get? Can keep getting better and better and better. That's the blessing of companionship. All right, I need to let you know that on Sunday, I had to drop my daughter off to a 4th of July party, which was the night before 4th of July. But anyhow, I had my dog, and before I closed the garage and opened the car door, I said, you know what, let me let him out to pee. So I took his collar, and he's got a little blinking collar that if you press it, it'll, it'll stop blinking, which is good so you can see him. So I let him out, and I was going to tie him up to his leash, but he kind of trotted towards the road, which is a rural road, and some fireworks went off. And I think he got spooked because he kind of took off abruptly. I couldn't find him. I, I circled the house a couple times. I went in the house thinking one of the kids let him in. Nowhere to be found. Uh, so I kind of circled back and traced the tracks that I knew he went. And I was heading down the street to the party we just came from, although Dugan was uh, Dugan, although Theo wasn't invited. I see this glowing thing coming at me. Well, it was some party goers that put him on a leash and walked him back to me because they knew Theo was my dog, which I was internally grateful. I said, thank you so much. I thought I was going to have to call the microchip company that's implanted in his neck <laughs> to find out where he is. Uh, but that's the thing. Sometimes we have to understand that dogs are not human. You know, they're they're... They're more instinctual than they are reactive. You know, they're reactive as well, but, you know, they act on instinct. And I bring this up to you because we can be like that in a certain respect. You know, we can get absorbed into our cell phones and, you know, walk into a gully, for crying out loud. You know, walk off the edge of a bridge, you know, get hit by a car, a bus, whatever have you. And we need to really live in the moment. Uh, and, and why I say that is I saw Theo running off. If I was in the moment, I probably would have, you know, walked over there and seen what he was doing. And when he got spooked, I would have saw specifically him taking the corner to head down to the neighbor's house. But I didn't. I spent time, you know, twirling up his, his leash, his, his outdoor leash. And, you know, that's... That's the way we went. So, um, you know, it, we need to really pay more attention to that, is my point. And staying in the, in the present moment, living in that present moment. Uh, yesterday was a holiday, but I did take some notes. You know, we must believe we are healthy, prosperous, and self-confident before we can actually feel that way. You know, and that's the, the, the power of our minds. Our minds can make us healthy before we really are healthy. And who wants to do this when they're coughing with a sore throat and a headache, thinking about how healthy they are and how they're willing themselves to health? It's difficult to do. But if a guy could do it while having three busted vertebrae and being paralyzed... 
and nursing himself back to health from mindset, we know something like that is possible. So if it's possible for our health, it's possible for our financial health, as well as our self-confidence, as, among, as well as among many other things. So Darren, Dar, uh, Darren Hardy said yesterday to how to rally people into action, you know, activating people toward a common goal, mission, and vision. Darren says, we're all in this together. You know, celebrate near and far together. You know, give people a reason to act with passion. Give people a purpose. Show them the value. Something worth dying for, but more importantly, worth living for. You know, raise the ambition to those around you. Kind of a rally cry. You know, and I'll tell you right now, the worst time to do it is when you're at rock bottom. When I was clinically depressed, I just wanted to die, meaning I did not want to be alive, period. <laughs> wasn't going to hang myself or jump off a bridge or shoot myself or anything like that, God forbid. But I just did not want to be alive. And this exercise isn't going to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to need a lot more than this exercise to do it. So if you can do things when you're feeling great, then you can catch it before you're not feeling great. And just give yourself a bit of a, a warning signal that, oh, things are kind of going the wrong direction. Let's kind of snap out of it here before it's, before really it's too late in a certain respect. And Matthew Kelly, he said, we can only celebrate our freedom when we are totally free. What does he mean by that? Basically, most of us are still prisoners of our own minds. We have ourselves confined to what we think we can do. And that's not the case. Our potential is greater than we'll ever know in this lifetime. That's how great the potential is. And there's some pretty great potential people out there that have accomplished a lot of things. And stop being a prisoner to your past. It's funny how we got two quotes similar to prisoners. But stop being a prisoner to your past. Become an architect for your future. You know, we tend to focus on the nitty-gritty of our past and our moves that we made that we shouldn't have and that went wrong, as opposed to saying how we're going to be better in the future and what we're going to do to become better. And the Good Samaritan, that's a story in the Bible, but it's a story for all of mankind. How the Good Samaritan, who is a well, I guess Samaritans basically despised the Jews. And the good Samaritan took care of a, a mugged, beaten uh, Jew and nursed him to health, so to speak. The delight in the beauty of the butterfly, we all delight in that, but rarely admit to the changes it had to overcome and persevere through. 
it's like we can all admire at what a great basketball player Michael Jordan was or Kobe Bryant or LeBron James. But we tend not to understand or even know the work they go through to make them great. And the last bit of insight that I'd like to share is from yesterday's gospel. The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. God is calling all of us not only to be a laborer in preaching action and word, but to be a healer. We are called to teach and heal. And you may say, like, what do you mean? Well, we can teach by our actions and heal by our presence. You know, that's not too shabby. So I figured I'd share that with you folks. And today's Darren Hardy was creating an ownership mindset in others. I think where he's going with this is, you know, have regular employees have an ownership mentality to the company. If you do this, not only will things work better for the company, but you're going to be recognized. And if you're not recognized, you're going to increase your stock value to go somewhere else, perhaps on your own. So nothing wrong will come from doing good. And basically, we want to know how to create synergy with diverse personalities. And Coach K, he is a renowned basketball coach at the University of Duke. Chesevsky, uh, I think is his name, the last name, but they call him Coach K. And he's got more victories, I think, than any other NCAA coach between college basketball, the playoffs, the Olympic teams he's coached. And as a USA Olympic coach, Coach K said to the players, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, um, I, I forget who else there was. Um, is it Chris Paul? There was a bunch of celebrities, you know, celebrities in the sense that they were superstars. And sometimes when you have that many superstars together on one team, it can kind of go awry. And someone said to them, we want you to check your egos at the door. And then Coach K got up to speak and said, you know, I don't want to contradict my uh, fellow coaching friends, but whatever you do, don't leave your egos at the door. Bring them with you. But you, be you, but be us. 
the team and USA. You know, you're not playing for the United States of America. You are the United States of America. You know, playing for the name on the front of the jersey will make people remember the name on the back. And it's true if you truly buy into that philosophy. Some folks can do it, some folks can't. But I love the fact that they, he said, you know, you're not playing for the United States. You are the United States. You know, we're not members of the community. We are the community. You know, we're not members of this fraternal organization that we're a part of. We are that fraternal organization. We're not members of our family. We are the family. You know, and it really makes us think to take a little bit more pride in life, not so much as ourselves. And the insight of the day today was happiness is not money, but the joy in achieving and journeying to get it. You see, happiness is not in the money. I think you all can understand that. But it's really in that joy in achieving and getting there that makes it happy, makes it joyful. It's big. You know, it's tough. You know, it's like the, uh, the treadmill. The treadmill doesn't make me happy. Running on that treadmill is, is the furthest thing from happiness. <laughs> for me, but the result I get from it makes me happy. Well, I shouldn't say that because I eat about four ice cream sandwiches a night, six pretzels, you know what I mean? <laughs> I go a little overboard, so I'm kind of breaking even. But you understand the concept here, folks, you know what I mean? The, the cross we all bear, you know, most of us can put it down and forget about it. Those that have lost uh, loved ones to death can't put it down unless they find a place that they can lay it down. Some people don't think there is such a place, but there is. Life should always be about balance, moderation. Do we know what that is? You know, I tend to be off balance at times when I'm... trying to accomplish a goal, whether it be a monetary goal or some type of work-related goal, I tend to, at times, you know, let my relationship with the family aspect go a bit. And that, that can be a slippery slope. I tend to think that that's what put me in a psychiatric hospital four years ago. Uh, just too focused on one thing. But again, bipolar is a very complicated mental disease. And lastly, 
we are all magnets. In other words, there's something out there that attracts to us. And we can choose what we attract. You know, sometimes people attract negativity. They can change the component of their magnet to attract positivity if they choose. It's funny, my wife said something about someone she despised, and I said, let it go. It's, it's, it's just making you miserable. She's like, and I love being miserable right now. You know, sometimes you can't argue with that. You know, you have to slightly guide the ship away. But nobody wants a spouse that's preaching day in and day out, you know, and doesn't let up on anything that you do. So that's another caution to a guy like myself. You know, you found a, a, a great, you know, gift. Don't burn it out um, by using it too much. And that's going to do it, folks. Um, I, I truly wish you have a great day. Uh, I plan on checking in with you soon. In the meantime, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you later.